I hopped on the Lockdown Big 12 hosted by Josh Neighbors to chat some more about the realignment. A clip from that, plus a game of what-ifs as it pertains to the Big 12's future, and our final positional breakdown on the Pokes special teams. All of that on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Lockdown Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on Lockdown College Network. I am your host, Linda Godfrey, host of Fantasy Football Confidential, an avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked on Pokes. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. I had the privilege of hopping on the Locked on Big 12 podcast hosted by Josh Neighbors to talk about the realignment and specifically what it meant to the Big 12. Make sure to check out his show for updates as we wade through these waters. But here is how our conversation went. Today's big news was the alliance has been has been discussed. So Jim Phillips. George Klyavkov, so I, I think I'm getting that name, name right. There's been so much talk about how to pronounce it, but George Klyavkov. And then uh, Kevin Warren, the uh, commissioners of the ACC, Pac-12, and Big Ten, respectively, announced an alliance. Of course, they didn't actually announce anything. There is no formal agreement of any kind. There's no contract. But we did get, Linda, we got a, what was it, gentleman's agreement was the term I think that I saw. Uh, what do you yeah. make of the news today with the, with the conference realignment, the alliance nonsense? Well, I built it up much worse in my head. Like in my head, I was like, Big 12's done. We're washed. Like put us out, like we're out to dry. And then after they came out and had their press conference, I was like, um, maybe it's going to be fine. Like there was just nothing. It just, it was, I mean, it wasn't a letdown because I was not excited about the press conference, but it, it didn't, I, I guess it exceeded expectations and that I feel okay better than I thought I was going to feel after it. That's what matters, right? That we feel, we feel okay. because That's, that's the all that matters. Right. <laughs> right? Is, that, is that nobody's really feeling okay right now. And nobody has been for a while, mm-hmm. but I really do want to hit on Oklahoma State here because I've said this a bunch. I believe them to be the most attractive team out of the entire conference meeting. And you can make an argument, well, Kansas basketball, uh, Iowa State's football program's in a great spot. Baylor just won a national championship. TCU has got great football pedigree. But to me, what makes Oklahoma State stand out is this, is that they've got a top 25 football program, perennially top 25. They have a top 25 uh, – well, they have a really good basketball program, very strong basketball program. They, and that, that's something they, they do have right now. Very strong baseball program, very strong softball program. They bring more than just a single sport. They do bring something else to the table, I think. And they strengthen basically any conference that they go to. They would strengthen the Pac-12 would get better in football with Oklahoma State in it. 
They just they just would. They get better at baseball and softball with Oklahoma State in it. That to me is what makes them attractive. Sure, you can say what you want about you know location, whoever it is, but the quality of what they bring as the, those sports to me it just outweighs what the rest of the, uh, of the teams in the Big Twelve have right now. Yeah, no, I totally agree. In terms of like TV revenue and and how many eyes are on Oklahoma State, they're definitely at the top of the board, right under OU and Texas, who of course are eventually leaving. So we're at the top of what's left. And like you said, there we we show we have other sports to bring to the table: golf, wrestling, really a myriad of different sports that we bring to the table. And our basketball program's only getting better with Mike Boynton at the helm. So. When this all first started, I was like really not worried about it because I was like, we're going to land on our feet. Like you said, top 25 football team that's been a top 25 football team for several years now. I really wasn't that worried about it. The longer it goes on, the more concerned that I am. But um, I do think we have enough to bring to the table that it'll be okay. If you kind of had it your way, where would you like to see Oklahoma State go? Uh, if you just If you could pick. I've been back and forth on this and like my home buddies, like when we talk about it and we've talked about it in excess too much, but I think <laughs> I've landed on PAC 12, which seems to be the direction that uh, rumors are pointing. Um, but I, I went through a big 10 phase right after the initial breakup, but I've, I've pretty much landed on PAC 12 at this point. Yeah. Geographically just kind of makes, you know, it's almost kind of like a, a boot, if you will, right? If they mm-hmm. had Oklahoma State, if you include right. the Arizona schools, just the way it goes at that point. And look, would somebody else in the Big 12 come with them in this type of situation? That's kind of what I'm wondering. Um, if I was them, you know, maybe I'd go Oklahoma State and, I don't know, Texas. I mean, I think TCU is, is, is pretty valuable just because they're in Dallas and they do have the quality football program and they, you know, basketball are trying to get better, but that's kind of the direction I would go. I love to see Oklahoma State in the Big Ten. I think they're competitive, and and you know people always talk about basketball in the Big Ten. I think Oklahoma State's program last year would have been very competitive in that Big Ten conference. Yeah, it's all about big men in that conference, which I just don't really love. But still, I think Oklahoma State is pretty valuable to be. What do you think ends up happening though? I ask you what you would like, or you know what you what you would do. What do you actually think does happen? Oh man. This like sucks. I feel like I'm like worried that we're going to try to bring in a couple schools and make the big 12 happen. Uh, Bob Bowlesby concerns me. Uh, I don't take him that seriously. I don't know if he has our best interest, his best interest, whose interest he has in, in mind, you know? So I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to bring two people here and, and keep us afloat, but I think we can only tread water for so long. So that's the path that concerns me. And it's the path that I feel like every day we get closer to. Yeah. It's concerning that the schedule Alliance does not include, not include uh, the big 12. And look today there, were, I've already made it. One of the commissioners said, I uh, I believe in Bob Bowles, Bowlesby. I think they will be fine. And, and I think Jim Phillips made a comment. Oh, the, the big 12 is important to power five athletics. And really what, what this gets down to and, and that term to me is upsetting because it really, highlights the whole problem, right? Is the fact that there are people across this country who go to, who went to schools or cheer for schools like Oklahoma state, uh, you know, like Baylor, like Kansas state, but not only that, 
people who went to Troy and who they went to App State and, you know, who went to Coastal Carolina. And we're saying to you, your football program does not matter because they don't bring in the dollar figure that we really want, right? That's because that's the whole point of the scheduling alliance, right? The whole point of bringing OU and Texas over was to make more money. The whole point of the scheduling alliance is to try to be able to counter in some way, shape, or form that revenue. And what we're saying is we've got the chance to make USC and Michigan. We have the chance to make, uh, you know, Syracuse, UCLA, Duke, UCLA, uh, Michigan State versus Duke, right? That's, that's what we're looking for because that's what gonna, it's going to help us at least try to counter those dollar figures we're going to see. Right. And that's the problem here is that it leaves out so many people and so many schools. And do we want a sport that that marginalizes and minimizes the importance of a bunch of schools programs? Uh, the answer is no. I mean, it really is. But can we stop this from becoming a business like anything else in this country is? I don't think so. I asked if I could like send a letter in or be on the board, but I haven't heard back yet. So I'm going to take that as a solid no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's at this point it's, you know, it's, and look, I'm not, if I'm Oklahoma state fans, I'm not totally worried yet. Right. I'm not, I'm not right. I still think they have some stuff that's desirable. You know, if I'm if I'm like, I think Baylor and Kansas state should be more worried than Oklahoma state is at this point. Um, and I want to ask you, like, what does it mean that that Bedlam is gone? What does what does it mean to you that that rivalry is gone? And, and then it's, Oklahoma did at some point mention bringing Oklahoma State along, whether it's just lip service or not. Yeah, I know fans don't want to hear that, but that, I'm just going to put that piece of context in there. No, for sure. Here's the thing: when when OU came out and they're like, "But we still want to do our rivalry." Well, too bad you don't get that revenue anymore. You chose to leave with a school from another state. And the hopes to make more money, then go make more money. But you don't get to beat us in football and then us beat you in every other sport and talk smack for a year. You left. You left. You don't get Bedlam anymore. That's not, and it sucks. Like, I hate it. Sure, we lose in football a lot. But when we win, oh, there is no better feeling. They don't get that feeling. Like, that's that's a strictly right. Oklahoma State feeling. And so, like, that sucks. It sucks that it's not going to be there, but I, have no desire to like grant their wishes and still do a bedlam series through all sports. Like you, you chose the sec. So go find a new rival. Yeah. That's, that's the sad, it's casualty of this, right? This was a casualty of AM's move uh, to, and, and Missouri's move right to the sec, right? We lost Mizzou, Kansas, which is one of the best basketball rivalries in, in the country. No doubt about that. And AM Texas, which is one of the best football rivalries in the country we lost that now we're getting that back but that's not that's that's not how this thing's going to work out in the end right we're going to lose a whole lot more rivalries than we're going to gain before it's all said and done and look that's another part of, the, of what college sports is about like it is about oklahoma state oklahoma it is about right. those games rivalry weekend happens every single year for a reason if we're going to start going big dollar let's let's see what happens you, you might have a, a lot less games that you're filling that last week of the season with if you or you know whenever Oklahoma obviously Oklahoma Oklahoma State's not always that final week right uh, depending on the Big Twelve schedule but yeah it's you're gonna you're gonna end up losing a lot more games like that than then you're gonna you know regain if you will if you go this route now obviously this is gonna continue to be a messy situation that we keep an eye on make sure to check out Josh Neighbor's show Locked On Big Twelve for continuous updates. 
Coming up, we'll play a little what-if game. What if the SEC and a new version of the Big 12 form a similar alliance to that of the Pac-12, Big 10, ACC alliance? But before we move on, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local train auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure intimidating questioning and wait while someone orders the parts you need behind the counter on their computer when you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? Let them know Locked On sent you and save time and money while using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business that has been serving DIYers for over 20 years. I was in need of new windshield wipers after the summer rain that we've been getting in Oklahoma, and they were easy to find on Rock Auto's website. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Again, make sure to let them know Locked On sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. So, playing a little game of what if the SEC and Big 12 form an alliance after the alliance between the Pac 12, Big 10, and ACC was informally announced, you know, the gentleman's agreement that they've come up with. Now, obviously, this isn't being reported. It's not being rumored. It's not something that is being talked about a whole lot. But a buddy of mine had a, a buddy of mine and I had a discussion about it. And now I can't stop thinking about it. First of all, geographically, it works out pretty well for the SEC and Big 12 to align like that. Now, obviously, the Big 12 would have to add some teams in because OU and Texas are going to the SEC. I don't think there's any path that leads to them not so we can go ahead and that's that's the one thing that we definitively know is that OU and Texas are going to the SEC but should Big 12 be able to bring in two or three up-and-coming schools it could be enticing for the SEC to build an alliance with us because right now they have three conferences against one so they're ha- they have 41 schools versus the SEC and The SEC can be as powerful as they want, but if they're outnumbered, it's not going to matter come bowl season. So building an alliance with the Big 12, who is treading water at this point, and I've made that comparison a lot, I'm going to make that comparison more because that's what it feels like we're doing. It just feels like we're doing the best we can not to sink right now. And I wish we were a little bit more progressive than that, but that's, that's where we stand. So until we start really uh, trudging forward. We'll see what happens. But if the SEC were to reach out to us and ask that to happen, one of the first things that I think about is the rivalries can continue. First of all, Texas and Texas A&M are getting their rivalry back. And sure, it won't be the Big 12 rivalry that it used to be, but I think that they can harness some of that old school rivalry and bring it back to life. Secondly, you can have OU and Oklahoma State play against each other. In that alliance, they're still, you know, right next to each other, and we can keep that alive. So 
being able to continue rivalries, again, it helps with revenue. That's what college sports are about. And Josh and I talked about this. Josh made some very good points about how important rivalries are to the success of college football, how important it is to us fans to have that rivalry. So that's just another aspect of why something like this might work out. Again, the bowl game voting, having 41 schools against the SEC, of course, to some extent, it doesn't matter to to the big big dogs in SEC. But when you start looking at some of the teams that finish under a 0.5 win percentage, then you start to think about if if the Pac-12, ACC, and Big Ten aren't going to vote our teams into bowl games, then they have to do something. So it's a very minuscule idea. It's a contingency plan. It's a plan. Um, a, B, C, D, E, F, F area, F, G, F, G plan. Um, obviously, like I said, it's not something that's being rumored right now, but it does make sense. Like I said, geographically, it works. Rivalry, it works. Getting some more people on their side, because right now, SEC is the bad guy. They're the big bad wolf in this story, so... Maybe getting some people on their side isn't such a bad idea. We'll just have to see how that plays out. Like I said, it's just a what-if game. I would love to hear you guys' thoughts on this. Let me know on the Twitter page. Let me know on the Facebook page. Have you toyed with this idea of an SEC Big 12 alliance? Am I the only one? And if I am, now that I've said something about it, are you going to have that in the back of your mind? Let me know. I want to hear from you. Next up, we're looking into the final positional room for the Oklahoma State football team this season and my personal favorite, the special teams. But first, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. It's that time of year again when all eyes turn to football as players return to the gridiron. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at betonline.ag. Be sure to take advantage of promo code Locked On to receive a 100% welcome bonus if you've been jonesing to make your first NFL bet like I have all offseason. Now is your chance for the September 9th Cowboys vs. Buccaneers season opener. If you're new and lose, betonline.ag will refund your wager up to $25. If football isn't your taste, you can bet anything from basketball to baseball and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Be sure to use promo code locked on. Again, that's promo code locked on for your welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I think we all knew the trajectory of this podcast was headed straight for special teams positional preview. But in case you are new here, special teams is my favorite. I have talked in excess about kicker Alex Hale, so I won't do any more extra on him tonight other than a reminder that he went 14 of 15 on field goals last season before an injury and was perfect on extra points. 
He missed the last five games after he injured his non-kicking leg during pregame warm-ups before we, we faced the Sooners. He was released by doctors on August 8th to start practicing again, and he starts the season on the Lou Groza preseason watch list that's awarded to the nation's best kicker each year. Again, I won't do any more than that on Alex Hale. Tom Hutton, the 31-year-old punter out of Australia, he took a step last season, and while he might not have the biggest or strongest leg in the FBS, he's a dang accurate punter with good hang time. Of his 59 punts, 37 were fair catches, and the ones remaining that opponents tried returning averaged 1.5 yards per punt return. Oklahoma State led the Big 12 in punt return yards allowed and ranked among the top of the SBF in punt returns, punt return yards allowed. He's a pinner of a punter, and like the punting, punting in in general is such an underrated part of football. Make no mistake, though, a good punter makes a world of difference when you're able to place the opposing offenses. In the back end of our territory, it only helps to amplify our stout defense. Tom Hutton is on the preseason watch list for the Ray Guy Award presented to the nation's best punter. On top of the skill set that his feet, feet, foot? Is it foot? Feet, foot brings to the table. He is an entertainer. His Twitter feed is a treat. I remember when he first got to Oklahoma State and coaches were doing bed checks, you know, make sure you're in bed by 10 p.m., make sure you've gone to class, done your homework, all the things that that coaches are also in charge of. Hutton's like, I'm 29, dude. I'm in bed. (laughs) I'm not getting up and doing anything, I promise. I will be interested to see if Hutton takes another step forward this season after he took a step forward from his freshman year, the 29-year-old freshman. Uh, That's just silly. But I will be interested to see if he takes another step this season. Last year, he averaged 40.5 yards per punt. So it'll be, I'll be intrigued to see if he can up that a little bit. Even if he doesn't, though, I'm not worried about the punting game. Like I said, pinning teams is far more important than overall leg strength. If they can't return it, doesn't matter how how strong his leg is if he kicks it 40 yards and they start on our 20 yard line that's great every day of the week so I'm very excited to have him back our our 31 year old junior out of Australia our punt kick returner Brennan Presley a sophomore who had his biggest highlights go down during the cheese bowl last season he started taking over the returning duties at the end of last year and should resurface as the starting returner this year, a position which the Cowboys have struggled with in recent years. Yes, Dylan Stoner was a serviceable, serviceable returner for the last couple seasons. I love Dylan Stoner. I would never say a bad thing about the man. He's doing work on the Raiders punt return and kick return team. So we'll see if that can secure him a spot on that 53 man roster, but he didn't present a long return threat the last couple seasons for us. Last season, Brennan Presley had four punt returns, including a long for 15 yards plus 17 kick returns for a total of 149 yards and a long, and a long of 39 yard return 
that is a threat in the returning game. When you talk about a threat, when you can break off 40 yards on a kickoff, it's it's really hard to replace that. So that's that's that threat that we were looking for in the return game, and Brennan Presley brings that. Our special teams should also take a step up as a whole, as a unit this season. So we've looked at offense, we've looked at defense, we've looked at special teams. I really think this team has a chance to compete for the Big 12 championship. We will talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. Make sure you check back in for another Orange Friday. Remember, you can find me at Lindellians on Twitter or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Lockdown Pokes Facebook page. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag. Wherever you get your podcasts, I will talk to you all tomorrow. Go folks!